Black Kid Thoughts, the only podcast is on with you in mind. Here I have two special guests for now. I have Yaz and I have Jackenzie on the line. They are back in the cut. They're ready to dish it out. Yaz, well, you guys introduce yourselves again. It's the tradition of the podcast. Yaz, you first. Oh, hey, y'all. It's your girl, Yaz. Whew. It's been a long time. I ain't got no technical difficulties right now. <laughs> No technical difficulties this time, man. We are, we got y'all. We got y'all on lock. You know what I'm saying? We got it coming, coming right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm about to mix it. So, <laughs> we right on time. Okay, Jakenzie. Hey, man. What's up? It's your boy Jakenzie. You know what I'm saying? Hey, follow, <laughs> your, follow boy. your boy on Instagram, on Instagram once again. Muddy Water. Okay. It's okay. like I hear myself. It's echoing. Okay, it's cool. Yeah, there you go. It don't All sound right. like an echo on this side, so it's okay. Yeah, it's good. We good, yeah. y'all. We good. All right, let's get started. So, this topic that we're going to talk about, I feel like um, a lot of people just need to hear our intake and get, you know, I think people need to know that they're not alone with these kind of, you know, situations and um, we're gonna get into some things on this one. Um, it's been a lot of current events dealing with this topic, and I feel like that's why I want to discuss it amongst my peers because we all go through things we might not talk about it publicly or in private, but I feel like we, you know, what I'm saying we, we need to get it out and let people know that you can truly talk about these things and feel comfortable talking about them. So, I want to use this panel as an opportunity for us to share our stories, and you guys, and you know, what I'm saying just. Just, you know, know that you're not alone. So, this is about mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, as always, I want to open the floor with the question at hand. What does mental health mean to you guys? Starting with, yes. Ooh, okay. So, to me, mental health is, like, being, like, I'm going to say, like, okay with your, you are, you're mentally in a good space where stuff isn't triggering towards you and you're not like unstable in your own head. Okay. That's a good that's a good way to put it. All right, Jackenzie. Mental health, right? Yes. Um uh, I wanna say is is really just uh Like so, are you asking for the definition for? I'm I'm sorry, man. My mind in the days right now. Uh, <laughs> yes, mental health. I, I I feel like it's you know just basically like when somebody is. Let me let me. I want to say if it's in your like your mental condition, like your emotional, like well being, state of mind. More okay. so that that's yeah, that's where I get from it. Okay, okay. 
I mean, my my definition is just your state of being and your mental state, especially like how you feeling on a daily basis, not just one day, but you know, every day of the week. Um, just your your spirituality level, just knowing you know that things are gonna be okay, or just being settled from within. That's my definition of mental health. Um, before we begin, I want you guys to take well anybody out there listening to this podcast that is, that's going through depression or um, you know feel like they have nowhere to go or you know they want to do something crazy. Here's the suicide prevention line number is 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. I feel like some people need to hear that now. Let's get into some things now. Let's get into some things. So, have I know that we're all college students, all everybody mm-hmm. on the panel right now. Um, what do you guys do when you feel stressed? What is your, you know, do you write it down? Do you listen to music? What's your coping mechanism? Let's start for, with yeah. All right, whoever want to go first. For me, is is writing. Uh, that could be writing poetry, writing music, getting in the studio. Uh, what else? Listening to music. Cause honestly, if it weren't for music, I don't I don't know where I'd be. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. That, that, that's the truth right there. That is the mm-hmm. truth because music is like a uh outlet. Like I I remember when I was uh and dating this girl in high school and she would ask me this question like if if it was music who would you choose me or music and I with no hesitation I chose music and she got mad but I was being honest though. I mean I mean music ain't gonna lie to me. I mean if you can make me feel like the music then hey we good but I don't know. Why do people feel like you know, they have to be the center of your world. Why can't other things, you know? Man, some people need help. Some people, people need is, help in this world. A lot of people are selfish nowadays, and they feel as though you have to be all about them or don't be about them at all. And in all honesty, the only reason somebody can put you at the very top of their priorities is if they don't have nothing else going on for themselves. Like, and yeah. if or if you are literally y'all been in a relationship or y'all are married, that's the only way you can put at the top of somebody's priorities. Other than that, it's gonna forever be whatever else is going on. They job, they school, especially if somebody if they date somebody in college. School is the top priority. This relationship can wait. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, for real. I I believe relationships does contribute to some of our stress. If you you know, your personal life, first of all, this is a question, do you think your personal life con- contributes to majority of your mental health? Let's say, like, things going on Definitely. at home, and you have to take it to your workplace or your school place. Do you feel like, what? what's you, what's you guys' pie chart on mental health? Do you feel like most of it is your personal life takes a toll? Is it your school life takes a toll? Is it your work life takes a toll? All uh, I, I was just going to say, it's really everything at it. When you really look at the workload, we all like, especially what we all got going on right now. We all trying to get 150 hours for internship, plus mm-hmm. do the internship class, plus work, plus other classes we in. It's like it's a lot. Plus, everybody else has other extracurricular activities that we do. As in, like we have businesses, we have hobbies, we have other things to do. And it's not, right now, it's not like it's enough time 
to do all that. Absolutely. I believe so too. I believe so. I believe it's it's guys, it's hard to juggle everything at once. I feel like, you know, we try our best to, but one always spills into the next thing. And I feel like I don't know. I just try to prioritize and do time management because if you don't in college, you literally like drive yourself crazy. So mm-hmm. it's just about stabilizing your trying to stabilize yourself. Who do you guys go to when when you need advice or when you feel stressed out? Do you have a person you call on the phone or I know mine is my mother, but who you know? Yeah, for the most part it's my mama. I don't really friends with my own like personal not my well, let me say my personal mental issues because I know sometimes putting that on other people can be um taking a toll on them. So if anything, like I talk to my mom, like I can sit here and be like, Hey, I got a lot going on. Is it okay if I talk to you about it? And of course be a mama being a mama, she's gonna be like, Well, yeah, you can talk to me about anything. So yeah, I don't call my friends with it. My friends do call me with their mental health issues or whatever they going through stuff. But I try not to like put that on other people because I don't want nobody thinking that, oh, yeah, it's got all this going on. Da, da, da. Like, I, when I have a lot going on, it'd be a lot. <laughs> so I just be sitting there like, I'm going to just talk to my mama about it and listen to me through the rest of the day. All right. Jakeem, I, go to Jesus, I go to Jesus Christ, my Lord, and say, and listen, Ooh. let me tell you, I go to my mama too. But let me tell you why. Oh, I got, I really stopped doing it. I ain't, ain't going to say I stopped doing it, but for the most part, I do go to my mom. But sometimes, parents be asking too many questions. Like, you can tell them, like, you feel some type of way, and they ask you, especially when I was younger, like, why you feel like that? What you mean, why I feel like that? I mean, I can't feel like that. Yeah, I mean, so, so it's it's more of a, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I do mean, I got friends and this and that, but if it's something like serious or I I I really just just pray about it because I learned too most times when you vent you really can't people kind of hold it against you in a way not saying that they do but they'll kind of hold it over your head especially friends in a way like y'all could be cool and you could be going through something but once you doing good for yourself they want to bring it up in a way or something mm-hmm. so um, so but. I- so my mom is who I mainly go to, and I just pray about it. Yeah, Jakinzi, I get the sense that you like a private person. I don't know if it's true or not, and I like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, like when we in our internship, guys, like Jakinzi be t- don't get me wrong, he talks to everybody, but I get the sense that when it comes down to your personal life, you like scale back, like you don't have, yeah. but that you just, I feel like you deal with a lot on your own, and that's yeah. what gets brings me into this next question. It's a saying that goes. Check on your strong your strong friends, meaning the, the friend that holds you up or the friend that always encourages you. So do you guys, because I feel like I'm that strong friend for a lot of people. You I guys, am the like, strong, strong friend. Yeah. I'm definitely the strong friend because anything that happens with my friends, they're like quick to call or FaceTime be like, hey, I'm going through a lie. And I'm like, all right, babe, what's up? Let's talk. But it's I'm never the one that goes to them and be like, hey, I got a lot going on. Because honestly and truly, I just, the, if they catch me at that moment where I'm going through a lot, then that's when I'll potentially talk to them. But for the most part, I'll just be like, no, nah, I'm okay. It is what it is. 
Probably okay, my, my friend Dunn yeah. has just joined the chat. Dunn. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello? Yes, yes, yes. You're now on the podcast. <laughs> All right, man. All right. My fault. Voice. You're up right now? Oh, shit. Okay, we have Jackenzie here and we have Yaz. Yeah, so we already asked some of the questions. Um, But let's backtrack a little bit. Um, What does mental health mean to you? Okay, say that again. My stuff is lagging in and up. What does mental health mean in your own words? Um, basically, how you are uh, pretty much mentally um, stable, good, straight, personality-wise, etc. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good. So, we were just talking about how, you know, do you feel like you're, the, you're, you're your friend's strong friend, meaning like you the one that they call? to vent to, to, you know, to, I guess, to, like, confine in? Or are you the friend that calls your friends when you need to vent? Um, it goes both ways with my friends. Um, I'm always open to talk to people. I know my friends are open to talk to me. So, no, it's a one-on-one thing. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. So, yeah, Jackenzie, what were you saying about, are you the strong friend? Are you the... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I definitely am. I um have a homeboy. He's been through a lot this past year. He had a miscarriage, uh, and baby mama drama. It's just a lot. And sometimes I get so caught up in giving advice that I inspire my own self from the advice that I'm giving to him. So I'm definitely the strong friend. Okay. I I definitely feel that. I feel like you definitely would be. I feel like Yaz, you definitely, because sometimes you be helping me, like, when I be venting the Yaz, like, Jackenzie, before you come, like, you know what I'm saying, before you come into the internship, whatever, I be talking to Yaz, and we just be chopping it up, and, like, Yaz Mm -hmm. just be giving some good advice, and I feel like she just be, you know what I'm saying, she the person you go to, so. I be trying, I be trying. Yaz be coming through with the talks, man. She be coming through. Last week. Last week was my first time seeing her without a mask. I feel like I, I didn't know her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who is this? Is, is this yeah, it's the same one?" I'm like, okay, I'm trying to. Yeah, you do. You don't look the same. Not in the bad way, but you do. You yeah. It just, you wouldn't put yeah. The mask. <laughs> look, I be trying to be incognito. I be at work. That mask do not come off. Yes, uh, you gotta protect ourselves, man. Protect ourselves. Um, okay, let's get into another topic. Do y'all believe that family? Do y'all believe that y'all family support y'all? Like, okay, because it's a stigma that black people don't like to talk about things, especially well, yeah, minority, sure. meaning Latino or black people don't like to talk about things that might have happened in their past or traumas. Do your are y'all family open to having discussions about stuff you might have went through, or do they shut it down when you try to present it to them? I'm gonna go first because that's that's a great question right there. Hold really on, is. let me step outside real quick. Ooh. Let me step outside. <laughs> You're like, hold on, let me spill some tea real quick. So, I feel like for most most black families, we didn't been through so much that sometimes we use our hurt as a way of laughing. Like, for example, my family, like, we laugh at every goddamn thing. When I tell you everything, it could be 
ashy in a store or something, and we'll start laughing like we're just childish like that. But we don't mean any harm, but we just goofy. But to somebody else, that's not that's probably not a healthy way. Probably like when we get off, we okay. We don't understand certain decisions our parents made, so it's like we see how they cope with certain things. And some people hide some under the rug because they're too, you know, afraid to really just talk about it and admit it. And I think that kind of hurts us in a way. But and my little sister actually, she uh, at home she actually told my mom she felt some type of way, and my mom is a type she's kind of hardcore in a way she's not really sentimental but when like her kids need it she's there but i just think it's a coping mechanism in a way but mm-hmm. uh yeah that's my take on it i i think it's it's a it's a ancestral thing because you gotta remember um the slave masters used to rape rape the the you know the female slaves and they were fearing them. If you tell, then I will kill you. I will hang you. I will lynch you. I throw you off the ship. So I think it's a it's a thing that we must break because it's an ancestral thing. You know, like they were mm-hmm. taught to be quiet about things that happened to them, or when they got raped, you can't speak about it. My God, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I definitely think it's something that we must break as black people. Yes, what you think? Honestly, black people do as a whole like sweep a lot of things under the rug when it comes to certain things and they don't like to talk about it so they will sit there and kind of use other things to change its course of what the conversation may be. So yeah, I, my family wholeheartedly, we won't talk about certain things. Me being me, I don't care. I'm going to say what I want to say regardless. But right. they won't bring up certain things and one of the things could definitely be it's, it's a lot of, I, it's a, I have a lot of gay cousins and that's definitely one of the things that was not really talked about over the last few years when, when cousin after cousin was coming out so it was kind of like okay we just gonna bypass all that like it, it was just weird so honestly yeah black people do well minorities as a whole sweet things to the side and deal with other things. Yeah, that's that's true. Don, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I had to boy move about four different times around the house trying to get somewhere quiet. Nah, you I don't know if y'all heard me. Yeah, I'm about to say her front door and stuff. My bad. Okay, um, so what do you? But yeah, oh, uh, the thing with my family is we don't get too hung up on stuff. Like even with the family deaths, we actually see it. I know it may sound weird. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's a celebration because you're going back home, you know, like we tell everybody, if I die, don't cry, you know, I'm back home. So we don't really get held up on a lot of stuff, even with the painful stuff. We take it more as a lesson and we just keep it pushing. So that's how my family is with the stuff. Oh, wow. That's I mean, that's a great way to look at it. Um, I just surfaced. I don't know. I think I told Yaz, but my cousin actually passed away uh, like what last week. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, I think when I came to the internship, you asked kind of tell my energy was off. She was like, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? And I told Miss Nicole, but 
for me and my family, we deal with death as like kind of like a. It's more like you know how you say like y'all kind of look at it as a. Is y'all gonna be okay? We kind of more of a. It's sad. So we my whole energy be affected or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I'll be kind of to myself. You know, I'm usually just outspoken, personality wild. But when stuff like that happens, it kind of just takes me back. Like, dang, like life is actually short. And you know what I'm saying? It just kind of levels you back to you got to enjoy yourself while you're here and just live your life. So, yeah, man, I, I totally get it. All right. So next question, next question. How do you guys deal with grief? How do you guys deal with finding out bad news? Do you um, keep it to yourself? Do you guys suppress it? Or do you um, talk about it? For me, it depends on what it is. Because I'm at the point in my life where if if it's bad, I don't even want to hear it. Like, if ain't nobody dying, if you ain't bleeding, don't come come tell me nothing that that, that went on. That's, That's just how I feel because... As people already, every day that we wake up, you know, it's a battle that we're fighting already. You know, it's already kind of, you know, it's it's just already, life is already kind of tough in a way. So it's like, mm-hmm. yo, something going on, I don't want to hear. Like, if you're not dying or if you ain't on your leg, you ain't finna get evicted. If you just keep all that to yourself, because everybody got problems and issues we're dealing with. So grief. If it's a family member, you know, somebody died or this and that, then, yeah, but other than it, if it's so-and-so called gonorrhea and he's bad, I ain't about trying to hear all that. No, no, I don't want to hear Not gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> For real, that's how I feel. I don't want to hear nothing. Wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that caught me off guard. I ain't trying to hear all that. Just saying, you, man, you know how, how, how black people is. They all want to talk about what somebody did. Go on over there. Be like, ooh, you know they got that stuff over there. Like, black yeah. people be childish. And I'm glad but that you, you know, I'm myself. Right. I'm glad that you made it humorous because that brings you to my next point. Do you think we make, we laugh to keep from crying as black people? Like, yes. And people might take that as y'all just being insensitive. Y'all just being, y'all don't care what happened or why y'all left. Yes. I mean, honestly and truly, this day and age, the generations have gotten yes. very sensitive towards certain things. And uh, honestly, a little dark humor don't ain't gonna hurt nobody. <laughs> but no, dang. You gotta just no, be around the people you know that is okay with you being humorous. Like, I can sit on, my, on the phone with my homeboy for like two hours and we will sit there and crack jokes all the whole time and it'll be dark humor and we just be sitting there like bro if anybody else was on this conversation they'd be mad like <laughs> it is what it is but we definitely keep from we definitely keep laughing to keep from crying so in a sense like Kevin Hart his little comedy special was laughing my pain that's pretty but- much we try to use laughing as a coping mechanism and honestly it works to a certain extent some people don't have the humor inside of them to where they can be like okay i can laugh at this they don't mentally they don't be at that point yet so yeah and i'm glad you i'm I'm glad you said that because i actually uh it's it's crazy. So this uh, another thing when I was dating this girl in high school, our family dynamics was different, and sometimes laughing, having having like a dark sense of humor, sometimes depending on who who you're with, can I'm 
I'm not gonna say it can hurt your relationship because everybody different, you know, and I love to laugh, I'm goofy, but like me and my family, okay, for example, my little brother got like a a Honda, like his first car, and like the paint is two different colors, you know, it just all it just you'll be seeing like, man, where you get that car from? But we'll laugh at something like that, you know, because it's it's no like we're not taking it serious, but to her, if her family has something, they'll probably, and I laugh at it, it'll be like, oh, you don't do that. People cherish this and that, which I understand her point, but it's like, you have to kind of find somebody in your human range, but I don't know. I, I just feel like life too short. Hey, laugh, man. What we, right. you know, what we so serious for? But yeah. black people yeah. do dark sense of humor is yeah I, I think most black people had it like major well majority minority minorities had it because of what we've been through and that's what i was trying to say earlier that other question you asked it kind of you know ties into that yeah yeah that's what yeah we definitely have to keep from crying because man if we i feel like burdened by stuff that we cannot change is going to only make the problem worse so another thing is we do have to move on from things. You know, some people tend to, to lag on it, and that affects your mental health too. I mean, if you cannot change, you got to move on. Life goes on. So, you know, now things you can change, of course. Another thing I feel like we do is we focus more on the problem than the solution, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like we like talking about what's going, like the problem. Like, for example, oh, my tire on flat. Oh my God, what I'm gonna do? They we'll talk about that for hours rather than calling AAA or trying to get the tire fixed. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we definitely like to dwell on the problem because it's it's our comfort zone. It's what we used to doing. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. once we get to the solution, we know that that's the problem is going to end. We don't want it to end because we like the problem. Like <laughs> you know, so I feel like we definitely got to break that too because that affects our um, mental health. Um, do you guys suffer from any kind of mental health issue that you want to disclose, or do you know somebody that do? And if so, what did you experience, or you know, what I'm saying, did you have sympathy for them, or had they told you what they experienced? I don't really have anybody that suffers from like mental health disorders. My mom does suffer from anxiety, and that just came through over the years, and that kind of does trigger some like breakdowns occasionally but it's never like super bad to where we're like having exercises and stuff like that it's just okay we got to take make sure you take your medicine and calm down and just think happy thoughts listen to some music read a book kind of calm down pretty much get into a a state of relaxation well I definitely I can relate to that I definitely had that um sometimes like if I have social, like meaning if I'm around a lot of people, I kind of feel myself like getting woozy. But I've learned how to just cope with it, and I know how to handle myself to where you know I calm myself down mentally. I don't have to. I used to have to step outside and you know move side. So now I just know what to do, and it's about learning techniques. Some people meditate, which is helpful. Some people exercise. Some people read books. Um, you gotta find what fits you. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much. Jackenzie, you. With uh no, not anybody no. I don't have anything or I know anybody that have anything. All right, all right. Done you? Do you know anybody or have you 
Um, pretty much. Uh, like I said, I've been talking to you for like the past uh, <clears throat> year. You know, went through the stages of uh, you know, pretty much what I've been through. I ain't gonna cut too much into it, but um, yeah, you know, I've been straight. Um, as far as other people, yeah, I know some people that do. I have a cousin that suffers from depression and de- uh, from depression. And it's kind of, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to leave that person, you know, alone because you might be afraid of what they do. So like, like I was saying earlier, healing pain with laughter, we'll go out, we'll talk, you know, anything that could take your mind off of it, not necessarily take your mind off of it. You got to deal with the problem eventually, but it's about the way you take to deal with the problem. So that's pretty much on my side. Okay. That's some good, that's some good insight. That's some good insight. Um, do you guys feel like from your personal experiences, do you feel like you suppress things or do you deal with it right then and there? Meaning like, do you, if something bad was happened to you, would you just act like it didn't exist, it didn't happen, or would you talk about it? I'm the, me personally, I'm the type, um, I, I feel it first, like, because you gotta feel it, you gotta, like, this why I respect people that are true within themselves because mm-hmm. when certain stuff going going on or something hits you, you can't run from it. You like sit there, deal with it, you know, take it all in because once you get over it and you start working on the necessary steps to release it or get over it, like you'll be fine. But I take it all in and I deal with it and I start processing it bit by bit and then starting to start to really just let go of it or cope with it a different way or try to figure out a way of how to let it not bother me so much as as days go on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I think it's for me it's a little bit of both. I'll like I'll talk about it sometimes, but for the most part I'll typically keep like whatever I go through to myself. And like try to work through it myself. And nine out of ten, I got music playing, so that way something can keep me going from just getting lost in my own thoughts. Yeah. I get that. Done. Do you suppress things? Or you talk about them openly. Uh, at the beginning, I was suppressing. You know, I'm not too big on showing people how I feel. But if I'm really, really, really comfortable with you, I'll talk to you about it. You know, behind closed doors. You know, you got to get that stuff off your chest eventually. It's uh. It's like weighing heavy in your chest. You can't keep it all in at once. Absolutely. Yeah, and music is therapy. I, f- I felt what she said. Yeah, music is therapy. Yeah. I'm cap about that. Very much so. I definitely listen to music. I love yeah. the R&B. Um, man, Brentford, anybody. Oh, it went one for music. Hey, your boy wouldn't even come trying to tell all right, let's get into it now. Before we get into the D stuff, we're gonna we're gonna keep it humorous. So, do you guys? Let's talk about toxic people or toxic friends. Do you Ooh, feel like toxic? Yeah. I like this topic. Do you feel like people around you contribute to your mental health being good or bad? Have you ever cut off a toxic friend or a friend you feel like was draining your Ooh, energy? Me first. Me first. Yes. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. <laughs> Wholeheartedly, I actually cut off a friend that I met freshman year of college. Me and her were friends from 2017 to 2020. And honestly and truly, 
it the friendship wasn't too bad. It was just the fact that I don't like that people sit there and they expect for you to be friends with their friends and they friends expect for you to be friends with the people that they friends with. Like I don't like that. Oh I, I, sh- I should be able to be friends with you and hang out with you. And if your friend decides to come along, then cool. Hey girl, how you doing? What's going on? We gonna chop it up, but there's no reason that we ain't got, that I have to sit here and be in your face all the time too. Like that bothers me. And also I didn't like the fact that I knew things were going back to the other friend that I never told her to tell her. Like there was no reason you go tell my business or how I felt about something towards or whatever to go back and tell somebody else. Like, no, that friends can be toxic. And I also feel like it depends on how y'all became friends. Cause sometimes, you know, you meet that friend, you can meet them at a party, you meet them in class or whatnot. And sometimes they just be shady people and you just don't see their true intentions until shit hits the fan and you just be like, damn, I kind of seen this happen. But yep. honestly, yeah, that, that friend had to go. Mentally, that was draining. Yeah, I had to cut some people off too, man. You had to. I'm good with just three people in my circle. I'm perfectly fine. Period. Like, I'm I'm you. Hold on. What's no, you, you, you can go ahead, Jim. No, no, I was just saying I'm good with just three uh-huh. people. I don't see the entourage of people. More people is I'm more popular than everything else. So go right ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm the type. If, if you do something, like, don't get me wrong. I understand people do certain stuff, but I feel like we too old to be. So if you do something and you know that ain't what's up, Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna just go ghost on you. I ain't, I ain't gonna talk to you no more. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going ghost because honestly, like, I'm really a loner though. Like, I can, like, I'm really cool by myself. Like, ninety percent of the time, I don't want to be bothered. Like, I'm cool by myself. So I don't like you do some lame. Like, oh yeah, he he out of there. Like, I don't, I don't even say nothing. I probably just. Block you on social media. You be like, oh yeah, bro, I ain't heard. You know, I'm, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and it's it's pretty much you with me because you shouldn't have to explain to people like we too old, man. You gonna get left like we just too old for this. And our big we should not be dealing with this. I get that, the kids. I feel that vibe. Yeah. I definitely you know, get that. Duh, what you think? Man, I'd have had to cut off too many toxic people in my life. And it's really, um, it's about, like, you know, how they say never be friends with the opposite sex or, like, being friends with the opposite sex will have complications. You know, I done tried that. And, you know, I'd have had to cut off my closest friend that I love for real. But, you know, for your mental health, for your uh, sake, you got to do that. But, nah. You got to do that. I, I, don't, I don't block them. You said, huh? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm about to say, I don't block him, you know, because at the end of the day, you, like, you know, I don't, I don't really fuck with you like that, but just, I don't know. That, that, that's just the caring side of my, you know, my part. That's one trait I got to get rid of. You know, I got to make sure you're all right, but I ain't going to talk to you. Yeah. That, that's loving. Man. That's dope. That's dope. Like, that's very mature. Um, Man. Yeah. I can see was me. why. I could see why he, he said it, though, because sometimes I also had to learn growing up. Sometimes you never know who, who who you might need to. So 
as I got older, I I, I kind of started dealing with certain people. Like I I deal with them, but I won't deal with them. Like I won't deal with them as in like oh I I, I might need you or something. Let me keep you around, but I deal with them accordingly though. But yeah. I'm the type I don't care. We ate it. Like you ain't, you ain't gonna hear from me. Like I'm really like that for real. Ain't nobody right. time, bro. Quit to block. Like, no answer. You, you out of there. For real. <laughs> I, I no. look, look, look. Next time we didn't talk, I didn't got me here had about four, five kids. Yo, mm-hmm. ain't nobody. Yo, man, you gotta mess me over bad for me to be like. No, it ain't even that. It, it, it just people just when you when you're like on a certain path and like certain stuff, you just don't have time for, bro. Like at all. Like, Very true. True. You you just don't have time for. So it's like. You know we're we're mature. We getting we're getting older. Do I need to explain the fuckery you did? Because are first of all, are you gonna admit to the fuckery you did? Because a lot of people don't take accountability, and I don't have the patience. If you want to be childish, if you want to be childish and not take accountability for what you did, I don't, I don't even want to talk no more, bro. Like I don't want to talk no more because now you're in a childlike mindset right now, and I'm trying to be an adult communicate. And resolve a solution, but nah, you want to be childish and start pointing fingers. So I don't even want to talk. I'm done. Oh yeah, a lot of people are um, manipulators and compulsive yeah. partners. They'll try to figure exactly. on you like in an instant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I don't. That's why I be trying to like, yo, I ain't finna talk, bro. You you good? Mm-hmm. That's they why you have to set them. boundaries because some people don't respect yeah. the boundaries that you put in place, and you just be like, and when okay. you set the boundaries, don't move the boundaries. When they violate exactly. the boundaries, it's constant. cut them off. Cut yeah. them off. Break every chain. Don't break huh. the chain though. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, seriously, dog, you cannot move them boundaries because they don't think they can continue to violate you and your mm-hmm. what you said. You know what I'm saying? So. Before we get into the serious topic, do you guys think that um, you believe that we allow people to do things because we lack, um, well, we want company or we want companionship? Like, for example, people will stay in an abusive relationship knowing that they're getting hurt physically and mentally, but because they don't want to be alone, they stay. Do you guys feel like a lot of us do that because of that? I mean, it's more on the love side, you know, not more like that you want that person. Well, if you're love, you don't want that person around. But people go through pain, you know. They say you go through the most pain for the person that you love the most. So, you know, that's what you got to go through. But... My fault. Hold on. Hold on. One second. Oh, that was my uncle. But, yeah, nah. Um, when you, like, care about that person, you know, it's really on the love side, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it too too much. I I get what you're saying. Is people base it off of love or but see love is a verb. You definitely have to show actions. You, you know what I'm saying? Love is just you have to show action towards that person. I feel like some people lack love from their childhood, so everything they experience, they think it is they think it's love when it's probably yeah. just lust. Yeah, you know but I, but our generation of... confused love with lust, so that means yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. well, that is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. But Talk especially when it comes to these abusive relationships and when the victims are the ones that staying, it's a lot of things that is the reason that they're staying. Especially like if they have kids, they don't they feel like it's gonna hurt the kids if they take them from their significant Ooh. other or whatever. But that's then you got them you got a lot of them that had grew up in abusive homes. So they feel like that's the only way 
to know what love is because that's how their parents did to them or that's how they seen their dad do their mama or vice versa. So it's kind of like how it's on how they perceive things. And when people do see um, their friends in abusive relationships, granted, yes, we do want them to get out of them. We want them to get help. We want them to be safe. But wholeheartedly, it's up to them because there can be people like I think they said that it takes a, a victim nine times to successfully leave an abusive relationship. relationship. Yes, yes. Exactly. Facts. You bring the facts, Jazz. Okay. Look, look, I'll be on it. But facts. It's a process because it's a lot of can I do this on my own? Am I going to be okay? Are they going to find me? It's like it's a whole lot that goes into it that they think about. And of course, once they get in their own head and they keep going and going and going, they talk themselves out of it eventually. But a lot of people, which I really hope, I really wish one day that these the victims of abuse understood that love does not mean you getting smacked around. That does not mean that you are getting punched on. You not getting sexually abused by anybody. Like, being a victim of all of that and dealing with that, especially in your home life, like, that is not healthy. That is very deteriorating to your mental health and your emotional and physical health as well. Like it's not good. And all eventually that person is going to become a shell of somebody that they once was. And mm. at that point, once they get to that point, you can't do anything about it because they don't see anything wrong. They're already yeah. in that mindset that, okay, well I'm stuck here. There's no point in me trying to leave. Cause now I'm about to say, cause even with our generation, it's like, Toxicity is somewhat the base of our relationship. You, they feel like yes, if a person Lord. is toxic to you, they love you. That's, love. That's not right, the case. and that shit is weird. That is possessive. If somebody talking to you like, "Oh, if you go do this, like if you go fuck on this, 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 and that person, I'm gonna kill you." That ain't love. That's that crazy. Is, bro, yeah, that like, is you not you. They be trying to find that attract. They be like, "Ooh, I need a nigga that's gonna sit here and threaten me." Nigga, no, you yeah. should. No, no cap. Some females want a nigga to put a gun to her head and say, "Bitch, if you cheat on me, I'll kill you." Exactly. That, that's like, a turn on. You kidding me? If somebody like, pull a gun on me, nigga, that's a turn I'm, off. Like what? Like nah. I'm gonna start crying. Like no. That's like, hold on, that's sorry. Me. And, and, and Don, you you right too. People really think like that, and and actually, I had to going back to when I was in high school dating this girl. Is this the, like, is this the same girl in high school? Oh, yeah, this no. same girl. Let me let me tell y'all. So <laughs> this guy issues. <laughs> nah, who who you telling for real? Like she was we'll just. We'll see. <laughs> it's it's like when you're when you're with somebody that's that's toxic and society kind of think they kind of make is is normalized so when toxic is being normalized and you get with somebody that's not all not doing all that like me because i'm not with all the extra you want to go and do all that go ahead i'm i ain't from i'm I'm, I'm, not i ain't this just ain't me but when you when people normalize being toxic when you get into a healthy relationship or you try to be healthy in a new relationship they think that the stuff that they do at that moment or in a new relationship is not toxic, but it is though. You they just can't see it because it's been normalized so long. And it's like you trying to tell them, like, bro, look, like what you doing is toxic. Like, even though you don't you don't think it's to a, a maximum, it still is though, but because it's minimum and it's 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 hard. Like being with somebody, oh, that is oh God, that is difficult. You might well just don't even do it. Hmm. 
See, when we me, like, I feel you. I about to say, I used to, uh, I graduated a year ago. I used to be in a relationship in high school. And I've taken, I, 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 I took in a year to myself to get out of that toxicity because hmm. I don't want to put anybody I mess with next through that, through the same hurt I'm going, like through, through mm-hmm. the same hurt I went through. So it's right. like, you know, you show love and everything. Definitely, that's a great point because I feel like relationships does they do have an impact on on our mental health, whether we want to admit it or not. You might say you don't care about that person at all, but clearly, you know, you do. You know what I'm saying? Subconsciously, might not even be consciously. Subconsciously means it's in the back of your head. You don't know you're thinking it, but you are. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what takes a toll on us down the line. Definitely straight. Oh, That's why you yeah. have people, you know, this is crazy, man. That's why you looking red. It looking like a drought out here for your boy, because I'll be damned. I'm here or have kids by somebody that I ain't going uh-uh, to heal to them all. Not yeah, a drought. A family. Heal to them all. <laughs> Lord. Okay, guys. So, well, y'all ready for this next topic? Now, this topic is going to get a little serious. And I think viewers, if you're sensitive, is you know, go ahead and log out now. I'm gonna give y'all a little disclaimer. Um, so this is a current event. Um, I don't know if you guys heard it, but I'm gonna give you the full loop. Um, you know, I'm gonna lay y'all up a little bit on the story. I'm speaking straight facts, you know, it's not alleged, this actually happened. Um, young lady on Facebook, um, and she committed suicide. She wrote a suicide note on Facebook to the public and said that she's tired of her life and her baby dad. And um, she's saying depression is getting the best of her, which depression is a disease. Um, And she told everybody goodbye. Now, she did say in the post that she had three kids and she told the public not to let her kids go to their father because he was never in that life and she don't want them in her life when she's gone. She also stated that um, her kids will be all right without her here. And then she committed suicide by getting in a car, driving the opposite way of traffic, and a man ran, um, you know, head on with her. She died instantaneously on the scene. Now, I misread that article this morning. Yes. True story, guys. True story. I think it actually happened in Houston. I don't know if it did or not, but it's I think so. This is not alleged. No. The question is, what do you guys think about suicide? Ooh, okay. Personally, I definitely feel like suicide, and I feel like suicide is more so a lot of people mentally not being able to handle the load that they have going on. Some people's life and their trauma and their triggers are way too much for them. And some people can't afford the therapy. Some people can't afford to talk to nobody where they don't have family or they don't have friends to talk to. But I, personally, I don't feel as though suicide is the best option. Okay. I definitely feel like you need to find all the resources possible. Hell, sometimes you, you can talk to strangers on the internet because sometimes if you vent like that, sometimes like if people be on Twitter and they be talking... Sometimes uh, we'll see that as a cry for help. And a lot of people can be like, hey, if you need to talk, I'm here for you. You can always slide in my DMs. I'm always available to talk. 
don't ever feel like you alone because you're not alone in this world and even if you in your own circle or you don't have a circle you're not alone there's always somebody out there that will sit there they will talk to you because everybody like honestly truly everybody has love for everybody even the racist people be sitting here they have love for some person at least besides the people that they're racist with but it's like they i they i feel like they they don't understand that there's always an option suicide is never the first option you should go with it's always please talk to somebody and if you feel as though you're not being heard find somebody else to talk to and like get a, a nice group of people that's gonna sit there and come to you correct and if you feel as though you don't need the advice and you just need to talk then do that but for the most part yes yeah, suicide i'm not with it it's just okay. it feels semi-selfish and honestly i guess coming from the religious standpoint i it's i don't see how you could get into heaven for wanting to kill yourself <clears throat> like it's just i don't know okay well um I'm gonna give my take on it also. Go ahead, Jakinji. No, that, that was done. Oh, no, that was done. Oh, done. done. Go ahead. Um, well, I'm about to say suicide. Yes, it is. Uh, it is very selfish. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, me being a victim from it, from a family member going through it, uh, mm-hmm. it is very heartbreaking, and uh, it leaves a lot of why questions. Uh, why it is, mm-hmm. why it happened. You know. Um, my father committed suicide when I was 15 years old. Don't mean to be depressed, I'm just using it as an example. Um, right. It is very, like, it's very confusing. That's the, that's the one way that if somebody died, everybody's going to feel guilty about it because it's always what could I have did different, you know, uh, mm. could I have did more and stuff like that. But it never should be an option. You should reach out to talk to some people, but some suicide victims, they don't. You know, they don't have people that understand them, so it's kind of like they're by themselves. You're constantly trapped inside your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. I, I just think that you Thank, really before can. you start, thank you done for sharing that. I already, we already knew your, I knew your story personally, but I feel like it wasn't my story to tell. I feel like it was, you know, I left it up to you to tell it, and I'm glad that you had the courage to tell it on air. That's you know I appreciate you being on the podcast. Go ahead, Jakinji. Um, I just feel like when people are going through it, you you really can't you 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 really can't judge them because you really don't understand or because everybody's mental capacity is not the same. I might can take more than someone else or they can take more than me. That doesn't mean that I'm weak or they're strong, you know. But it just Sometimes in that moment when all you go through is pain and nobody's there to help you and, you know, you could be religious or you can't be religious, you know, it it, it just really just depends on the ultimate question. And sometimes they'd be like, okay, what am I living for? And some people are, are still here today mm-hmm. just because of, or they kids. So, you know, I, I just feel like, Cause I'm in the Navy too, and suicide is a lot. You know, we always have trainers on. Hey, if somebody's feeling some type of way and it's in it, and I remember being in a boot camp and some somebody kind of felt felt bad because they was like the transition. They never really been away from home. You know, they miss home. They was crying and this and that. And I kind of like pulled them to the side and 
and like told him like you know like you're gonna be good bro like you know like we all going going through this transition but sometimes all it takes is is a year for somebody you know for them to vent and listen and not be don't not judge or you know for them to just feel heard so it really just depends on what it is and you know seeing how that person can uh adapt to it or react it, it really just depends on the person and what they're going going through at that moment and uh it's with like with suicidal people you have to be really 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 consistent with them because yeah suicide ain't no you say it one day you over it the next day you have to like go through like a deep deep depression with that like uh your mind is the worst prison you could be in you can't escape it it's constant it's back to back to back every second of every minute of every hour. So it's like you pretty much putting yourself through pain. It is getting hard out of depression and to be suicidal it is getting hard. It is hard to get out of like that suicidal mind zone, but you gotta it's ways you gotta cope with it, but it all depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And spiritual support. I think family support too. I feel like family literally like know that you're suffering, but we're so used to not saying anything, we would just not say anything. Like, for example, if, okay, let's, you know, somebody posted something on social media that was kind of questioning suicide or kind of subliminally, you know, gesturing suicide, would you speak up or would you call them or would you just ignore it and be like, oh, they just, they just talking, they just want attention? Nah, you got to talk to them. I just, uh, one of my homeboys just went through that and uh, I texted him, he didn't text me back in two days. That's why, uh, you know, I ain't really been answering my phone like that. I be trying to check up on bro. But, nah, if somebody feel like they are about to do that, don't take it lightly. Even if they are a big attention seeker, it don't, you know, it don't really take that much just to, yeah, so. Better safe than be sorry. Very true. Very true. Also, with with that, um, with, like, finding answers, people do go to religion to find a lot of answers to, uh, to get over it. You know, sometimes you might find it, sometimes you might not, but you just got to have that one-on-one. You got to have that one-on-one with yourself, which that is going to be hard. Or you got to have that one-on-one with God. So, it's out of those two. Absolutely. Spirituality, religion is definitely a huge part to um, trying to get yourself out of that hole. Now, my take on suicide is, um, I feel like these people, they give us signs. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always talk to people or check on people no matter how mad I might be at them or whatever, especially family, because you cannot get them back. I mean, we're blood rather you like it or not. Um, so I feel like these people definitely be crying out in our face. <laughs> might not take heed to it. might knock it off. Oh, they just playing or they not about to do that. Or, you know, somebody might say, man, I'm not feeling good mentally. Or they might be crying. And some people ignore people crying. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? They just be like, he'll be all right. That on our part is being selfish because as your brother's keeper or as your sister's keeper, you definitely supposed to check on your people. And I feel like ignoring it is only going to, you know, make the problem escalate. I just be want a hug. I feel a hug can go a thousand miles, guys. It really can. Um, just you checking on somebody or you texting that person and saying how their day is can definitely enhance their mental health. Um. So, for example, if I would have seen what that girl put on social media, I would definitely reached out. I didn't know her. I, n- I never met her. I never knew her. But, like, for example, she posted that on social media, and nobody 
I don't think anybody called her. You know what I'm saying? They thought that she was just playing or she always do this stunt. She's not going to kill herself. She actually did. So I just feel like it's our due diligence to at least reach out, you know? Right. Um, suicide is definitely selfish in a way. Um, you definitely leave family members, children. For her example, she had children. Um, and to say that your children is going to be okay, I think that's kind of that's very selfish because, I mean, you're that mother. You know what I'm saying? You you somebody they might look up to. So, um, for as far as the mental health goes, that's why it's important to get counseling or to seek help when you do have mental health problems. Or, you know, some people, I think the stigma with black people is too, and I don't mean just based off race, it's statistically speaking, black people don't believe in counseling. You know, we believe that we can just, you'll be all right, we'll just talk about it, or you don't need to talk to no stranger about your problem. Man, and that goes back to laughing the different right. uh, coping mechanism on dark sense of humor, and, this and it, it, it all ties into it. Yeah. I was about to say, our generation counseling, you either gonna laugh about it, you gonna smoke about it, you gonna drink about it. The only three counselor you got, only three counselor options you got. Yeah, it's, 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 um, I think people take life to to depression. Also, um, depression is just like any other disease. You know, any physical disease It's literally your brain deteriorating. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely something to take heed to or to seek counseling for or, or medication. Now, however. Medication can be, it can be a slippery slope because some people actually, you know, abuse medication. They get addicted to it, like you know, Xannies or whatever they use to cope with depression. Um, but I would, I would definitely say do natural things like meditate or, you know, treat yourself. I think self care is important. Like ladies getting your nails done. I think a haircut can definitely change your mental health. I feel like a haircut, I feel like a whole different person. Like, I can mm. stun. So, you definitely got to self-care, self-get yourself, you know, make do what makes you feel great. I know Jakenji said music. Yes, you know, your your candle. Um, Dunn says basketball, whatever. Mine is definitely dressing. I like to dress myself, look nice. I like fashion. So, that's what gets in photography. So, that's what gets my mind clear. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my take on on suicide. Um, I think that's why I say I said it the um suicide prevention hotline number at the beginning of the podcast. I'll say it again. Um, just in case somebody, you know, you don't know who who we helping on this podcast and mm-hmm. you know, somebody might just need that number just to call or get somebody to listen to them. So the next question I wanna ask you guys is do you think um how would you feel if, you know, someone close to you actually, well, let's start here. Have anybody ever vented to you guys about something deep and personal, maybe a close relative or one of your friends? And have you helped them or have they gestured suicide and you helped them? I feel like a lot of people just throw it to the side and say, oh, they just, you know, just talking. Do you feel like those talks are helpful or do you check on your friends often? Um, yeah, I try to check. Well, even with my schedule right now, I do try to check on my friends and make sure they're okay. Um, I want to say I know maybe two people who have attempted or thought about suicide. And I was one of the ones to be there to talk to them and try to understand why they were thinking about doing that. 
and trying to get them to understand like that right now maybe that's not the best that's not the option that you should go with maybe we can find a different solution to the problem without you not being on this earth anymore right. and I hate that a lot of people try to guilt trip the the people that are suicidal and say oh well um that's well granted it is a little selfish but I hate that they'll guilt trip and be like oh well what about your family or what about this or what about these people like yeah. in all honesty and tr- in all reality mm-hmm. if the family really cared about said person like they quote unquote want them to make it seem like they do that person wouldn't be in that position they would have the support around them to where they're not thinking of these things or they're trying to get the help they need to avoid getting in this situation. Because honestly, people aren't prepared. And granted, most families gonna sit there and they're going to be like, oh, well, especially in a black community, it's very taboo to talk about mental health because they so quick to what you depressed for. You ain't got nothing going on. Or you ain't grown. You ain't got nothing to be depressed about. You ain't got no bills. You're not doing... Like shit, like that. No, like, and that's just, that's very dismissive. Because I heard a family member told me that before. You too young to be sad. Are you too young to have these issues? What? And anybody can have those issues. Anybody can have a depression state because you don't know what goes on in their head or what they have made been they may have been exposed to, or the trauma that has happened to them. There's kids that are, that are literally from the ages of two to seven that experience probably experience more trauma than a grown person. Right. And they have to try to find a way around it and to make the most of it. And then most of the time, they're going to probably push that to the furthest part of their mind. And that shit not going to come out till they're in, they, in high school, damn near, or high college. And then they're going to sit there and they're going to probably flip. Like, they gonna, it's going to be a whole different person that comes out because they done suppressed so much stuff from their childhood. And... It could come out, it could explode, they could be like, yeah, I remember all the trauma that I had. I'm going to kill myself. Like, that happens. So if you don't have that support system around you, or even the friend group to sit there and be like, hey girl, we got you, or hey dude, like boy, we're we not going to let nothing happen to you. We're going to forever be here, and whatever you need, I got you. If you got, if you need to call me at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to answer it. Like, People need friends like that. That way they know if something, or even family members like that, that way they know that if anything does happen or they feel like I'm getting them thoughts and I want to do something to myself, I want to harm myself, they know that they can pick their phone up and get somebody to talk them out of it. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Um, Some kids, actually, we're going to talk about this also, um, I know in middle school, some kids used to have marks in their arms to where they used to cut themselves, not trying to kill themselves, but just self-harming. And that is a sign in itself that that person is not mentally right. You know what I'm saying? Something is going on so that they will take out a razor and cut themselves. Um, And one girl in particular, I'm not going to say her name. I knew her personally. Um, I used to work for her, but she used to have marks on her leg. And I asked her, and she asked start crying because she said nobody ever was that concerned to ask me why would I do that to myself and her dad will whoop her for instead listen listen to this guys listen to this her dad will whoop her for having the marks but not ask her why would you put them there what the fuck yeah he would be like why would you do that to yourself but now one time we asked are you okay 
why would you cut yourself? Or we need to talk about something. And I feel like that's the part that kind of is is ignorant. We have to be better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, those are the type of parents that act. So I never knew what was wrong. I don't know why. You know why. You Parents don't bond with some of their kids, and that's why it leads them to do that. You could be in a house full of people. You could be in a room full of people and still feel alone. It don't matter. Like, going through that type of stuff, you're isolated. And you got to get into people. Like, you have to get into that person. Even if it's annoying, I get it. But you'd rather be annoying than for them just to do that. Every one of my friends, well, not, not every one of them, some of them, that go through that. I'm annoying. I'm going to blow your phone up. I'm going to call you. Just to make sure you're all right. If you said that one day, I'm going to blow up your phone the next day because I'm not about to have you do that. We don't lost too many people for you to do that. You right. know? You don't went through like 18, 19, 20-some years of your life. You going to let this stop you? Like, can't do that. You got to push. You got to be strong about it. And I know it sounds, you know, Aaron is saying that, but it's like, come on. Like, you got to motivate them some way. The people that have depression usually it comes from uh, not having motivation. Uh-huh. Very true. <laughs> Yeah. So you got to find a way to motivate them. I, I believe that. I, I definitely believe that. And I feel like another part why people don't discuss things is, well, black people in particular is because I feel like it's more of an embarrassing thing. If my child have a mental health problem, I'm embarrassed. So we just going to suppress this and act like you don't, you know, you nothing's wrong with you or, you know, we try to bring up something that we feel uncomfortable with. We're going to shut it down. Are we going to, you know, not acknowledge your feelings and make it seem like it's your fault that that happened to you? Or, you know what I'm saying, just the guilt trip and make that person feel less than for actually having the courage to talk to you about something. Um, you guys feel like, yeah, um, I had to happen plenty of times and, you know, it, it's not the best feeling. But now I've communicated. I feel like I'm kind of the therapist in my family a little bit. <laughs> Because I really feel like I, I read a lot of psychology books. My minor is actually psychology, you guys don't know. Um, so I feel that it's been very important to talk about things. And when somebody shoots, you know, people might not realize it or not, when you dismiss somebody's feelings, that kind of shuts them down even more and not want to make them not want to talk about it at all. And that's what leads to depression because they're suppressing it within their self. So if somebody has a curse to talk about you, parents, your kid had a curse to talk about you, something that happened to them, whether it was minor or rather they got raped. I feel like you should have had a conversation with them. Um, I didn't hear some stories to where girls tell their um, parents that they got raped and the by a family member, and the family would just suppress it and act like nothing happened. They'll be sitting at the table eating together. Like, it's How about crazy. to say Cause yeah, even with that, I don't mean to be sexist, but it's like being a like being a guy, being a man, and going through depression. It's hard because you're supposed to be the symbol of strength, the symbol of uh, ooh, ooh, that's a good protector one. and etc. Because it's Wait. like you know, you a man, you don't feel pain. You ain't supposed to feel that. But it's like, dang, you know, I got feelings too, you know. So, but this this the thing. This when society wants us to have toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And that's what I be trying to tell people. Like, bro, look, I can be sensitive with you, emotional, and this and that, but don't get it twisted. Like, I can't turn my masculine back on. I'm just, this is just a moment I'm having. Don't confuse 
the moment with me being weak. And that's what, and a lot of women nowadays, especially in our generation, they, it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I know women don't want to do this. I always crying and boo. Don't get me wrong. Cause I don't even, I, I feel you on that. You know, like, like Don said, we supposed to be a, a, a symbol of strength, but when we want to finally let it out and do this and that, and, you know, be vulnerable, vulnerable with you, like, don't judge us. And that's why a lot of men, we really hold a lot of stuff in because it's like, come on now. Like, like, I know I'm strong. Like, I know I'm masculine. Me, don't don't try to emasculate me because I'm being vulnerable with you in that moment. Exactly. And if, really. And if women listen and did this and that, you'll probably be more marriages around here. But guess what? Damn, y- y'all ain't doing it. So guess what? You just get gonna be 80, 90 on your city girl shit. Like, ain't nobody come on, bro. Like, hey, y'all don't get me preaching up here on 10. Like, now I have folks hate me. Hey, nah, I'm trying to tell you, like, for real though. It's like people trying to say, you know, keeping in your feelings strong. People don't realize, man, expressing them feelings, you got to be way more strong than that because it's like feelings about the most complicated thing that humans have today, forever. Feelings can make you do stupid stuff. Feelings can make you do whatever. It is hard to control them feelings, but it's even harder to control yourself expressing them feelings. You got to realize that you get mad. It's hard for you not to go fuck somebody up. You get sad, you know, it's hard for you not, you know, how to press people, go kill yourself. It's, like, hard to suppress them feelings. It's hard to let them out also. Absolutely. I, I feel like um, in black households, we're taught that, well, well, for the men that listen to this podcast, we definitely taught that boys don't cry, boys don't, you know, are you actually, if you cry, you feminine, that's your weak now. So that teaches us that we're not allowed to have feelings, just like, you know, I heard we was having an open discussion in class at TSU, and we were talking. The question was, "Would you date with ladies? Would you be okay with crying in front of you?" And a lot of ladies said, "They're like he weak if he cries in front of me, or he don't fucking cry." And, 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 and that's what. And, and wait, 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 hold, hold, hold up, Johnny. And I'm I'm sorry to, to cut you, but guess what? If they are a man like me and Don. They will never get the type of man that they want. I'm just gonna put it out there because, Ooh. like, what? Come on now. Like, you gonna sit here and say no about if a man cries in front of you? Like, that shit blows my mind. Even like men, that blows my fucking mind. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold the shade. Oh my god. Wait a minute. Right. Like, hey, I feel you though, cause I don't like hey. I don't like niggas either, but hey, you know. Some niggas that like females, that's why I be keeping to myself. But hey, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna get on that. That is very true. Some niggas we gonna be acting like bitches. But a female mad because they nigga crying in front of it's yeah. like that, like honestly, I would have been like, so if your nigga that your nigga parents passed away, you just gonna sit there and be like, don't cry in front of me. I'd be like, you, but you. Mm. But not crying, but but it's crazy. But I feel like not crying is weakness because you're afraid to be vulnerable as a man, and, and that's, that's a problem. Take, that is very true. Because honestly, truly, if you can't be vulnerable with the person that you want to be with or that you are with, then how do you expect for y'all to be emotionally available to each other? If you can't even tell me straight up, like, hey, uh, hey, I'm going through a lot right now. My people done passed, or this, that, and the third. Like and you start crying while you explain it, 
then granted some people don't know how to react to people crying but even then a simple pat on the back a hug a lot of people just be needing a hug and if you can't even do that you lack empathy like damn with that it's hard because you don't want to cry some like you want to cry in front of somebody and they use that against you down the line it's like that would be that would be painful to hear like you you get into it with that person, oh that's when you cry like a little bitch because of this, 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 and that. Dang, I, I showed you my most vulnerable moment uh, moment. Yes, you use that against me. Now you don't want to be vulnerable with nobody else. That's why it's important to have somebody you trust to you know what I'm saying? Someone you actually trust in your pocket cry or even the close friends, like me and Don, we cool as hell. But you can't you definitely can't cry in front of anybody because everybody's not your friend. And some people like actually do the use against you. Um even personal stuff you talk about. You ever have an argument with somebody and they throw that? I didn't have somebody, um, not with me, but I seen he could find in some girl and she threw out his status in front of, in the hallway. And mm. yeah, oh God, I would have stuff like that makes people shut she down. Gotta she gotta yeah. die. She gotta die. Somebody gonna die today. What? Nah, for real though. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, his his yeah his status, and I feel like that was just whack. You don't you don't say that to nobody. I don't care how mad you are. Um, but that's how people are. So and see, that's why it's important to talk to a therapist because legally they cannot say anything. <laughs> Very true, but them motherfuckers is exclusively. Yeah, you, that's why it's important to have insurance, guys. Get you some insurance, man. Cause my you know, boy said insurance, no, for real. Yes, yes. Yes, because if you talk to, let's be honest, you know, when you talk to most of your family members, they hurt themselves. So they, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard mm-hmm. for them to hear you or to to receive what you're saying. Or that's why they shut, shut it down because they're afraid of what can be said or, you know, I don't, I don't get that logic though. But, you know, for example, like I said earlier, the girl got raped by a family member and they, they hid that. And the family member was literally at the table while she was eating at the table. Stuff like oh, that. Hell no. Bro. Yeah. Man, I, I would have been, been in jail. Ain't no way in hell. Yeah, exactly. I, and, you, and stuff like that. And I feel like that's just that's just torturous, guys. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Kids do that. That, is, that so, is a lot of trauma to deal with, though. Yeah, I was about to say, because so even... My go phone ahead. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you in. Say it's really fast. Some some people get denied that happened to them, and I think that is their worst feeling ever. When they tell you this happened to them, and they say you say no, it didn't, or you lying. Some people go. Some girls go through this. Some men go. Let's not negate men get raped. Also, guys, like probably a man could get raped by a female or a male. So it happens. Um, but yeah, it happens. Um, and some people shut that down too. So go ahead, done. I was about to say, um, I was in a situation like that. I dated a girl, um, and, you know, going throughout the relationship, y'all trying to find out more about each other. And down the line, she got more open with me, and she ended up telling me that she has been raped by somebody mm-hmm. that I knew. At first, she didn't want to give me the name. Down the line, you know, she told me the name and said her, I ain't going to say the name, I ain't going to say this, this, and that. When I asked the guy about it, it's more like he bragged about it. And Did you punch him? Oh, I whooped his ass. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna catch you. No, love I, that it. Was... Love it. Anyway, I just wanted to Allegedly. ask, you know, just to see what he was <laughs> mentally. Okay. But 
nobody believed her. Like, no, nobody believed her. But, like, I started lining it up. She even had screenshots of the old messages just in case she ever went to court with it. She even tried to tell her family. And one thing her family, the excuse that she made, or the excuse that the family made, oh, you just being a hoe. Wow. Oh, Lord. So, mm. I'm kind of mad, you know, Johnny, you already know who that is. We already talked yeah, about that know. person. Yeah, you already know who that is. That's why I'm kind of mad. But, hey, <laughs> yeah. but still, it's like, you know, it, it's hard because, like, bro, you, you got you to, like, I don't know. Not saying, you know, people lie about it, but if somebody say that, you got to take that seriously, for real. Very true. Like me, I don't even, I don't even go to Airbnb parties with females at the hotel because I'll be damned, I'll be accused of that. I ain't gonna capture you. Mm, yep. So it's like to to even to not be in a situation, avoid the situation. But Ooh. for some situations, you can't avoid it, especially in the female stance. You may think uh, you cool with the guys or something, and yeah, nah, that's why you know. God forbid that shit ever happen to my sisters. I ain't gonna capture you. Yeah, that's very ridiculous. Hey, Johnny, better get that. You better answer that call. Um, this person is calling from Harris County. <laughs> but what? I'll be, I'll be your attorney at the time. You good, bro? Man, nah, for real. Uh, Johnny, protect- go ahead. No, I would say I, I feel him on it because I'm very protective. Like, like I'm, I'm the type of dude, bro. Like, I'm so chill and laid back. Like, if you play with me. You gonna wish in that moment like you were dead. Like I'm paying the whole see the red for real. Like I'm really like that. But I try to, I try to not be so, be so violent because words are real and what you speak it come. But all I'm gonna say is fighting. You know what? I'm I'm really like it, but I be trying to cheer, bro. Because you know what I'm saying. People really be be tempting you, but. Yeah, like, cause I, 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 I get to call my professor, Professor Carl. I need your help. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I call everybody. Uh, Blair, I get to call everybody. Mm-hmm. TSU be like, look here. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, See man. here, I'm about to say they always say, be more cautious of the dog that don't bark, other than the dog that bark. Mm-hmm. Cause you see, like you know, I I never understood that saying. But you should be more worried about a person that don't say nothing to you in an argument yep. other than a person that go back and forth with you. You got to be a crazy motherfucker not to show no emotion in the middle of an argument. Yeah. Mm. You got to be caught. And let's, then let's kind of fall into these, these school shootings with these... Um, these Caucasians? The that alleged... Well, all TCG. Uh-uh, only Caucasians. It's some... Uh, that, that alleged that they're being bullied or that mental health is the reason why they did it. Do you guys believe that bullying can contribute to you shooting up a school? I could say if somebody pushed me hard enough, I'll shoot them. But so a whole school, like going on the massacre. Oh yeah, no, nah, not, not not the whole school. I mean, I mean honestly, you gotta be with that person, fight them. Exactly. Like what happened? Like why is it? Well, not nah, niggas can't fight nowadays. I ain't gonna lie to you. Niggas that is very true. Fight. The niggas is quick to pick up a gun and barely know how to aim that bitch. Like. Yeah. You can't my, even piss in the toilet straight and you holding the gun. What the fuck you got holding like, the gun for? Hell, my question, do y'all know how to clean that motherfucker? Because I'm pretty sure you know. <laughs> Let that motherfucker no. jam. You're going to be looking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's absolutely true. I don't know if it... 
because for you to shoot a person that didn't do nothing to you, I feel like it was something in, like, come on now. I don't know. Because they be shooting people that don't have nothing to do with the bullying. Like teachers and like, come on. I don't know. I don't. Well, see, some teachers do be dealing, do have something to do with the bullying. Because by, by not doing anything. Because honestly, uh, okay. teachers be seeing it. They see shit and they be just sitting there like, oh, well, I don't get paid enough for this. So I ain't going to worry about it. Okay, and guess what? Now you paying for that shit with your life because you didn't care enough and you was like, I don't get paid enough. Now you dead. Then you gonna be you can't do nothing. You looking at God like my bad, like my bad. That, that's all you say. Like no, like with the black boy up in I think was that Dallas or Fort Worth, one of them two. It was Fort Worth. And Fort, he Fort said Fort. that he said he got bullied and all that, and he bonded out. And I, you know, the white people do not be bonding out that quick. But he bonded yeah. out the next that same day. That nigga got yeah. out of jail. I was like, I ain't no lie. Days they wanted to be another riot. If I'm being honest, That's they knew really it was gonna was. be a riot. If they say, "Oh yeah, a black person going to jail for school shooting," mm-hmm. yeah, nah, let's go ahead and get his ass up out of jail right quick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because it's a whole paper trail of him getting bullied consistently, and he told higher up people in the school district, well, in the school. And they did nothing. So, granted, he was wrong for bringing a gun to school because, in, in all honesty, he should have just squared with them niggas after school at the park. And we finna fight this out. Like, Nick, it's not no... Because it, it's like, what is the point? You One, where did he get the gun from? Because... Yeah. Well, I'm finna make... Cool enough to own a gun at the age of 18, though. So, but it's kind of fucked up with that law, but at the same time, they knew what they were doing with that law. They exactly. Really they, they, want, they, want, they want niggas to be in jail. Yeah, in really jail or dead, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's Texas, yeah. though. It's been like this for years, decades, yeah. centuries. Texas is a gun carry state. Like, they, yeah, pro gun. Now that they, oh God, now that they made it a young age, yeah, nah. Screw that. Yes. So, the last question I'm going to ask you guys, because a lot of people don't believe this. Do you got? Do you guys believe that words hurt? Meaning, what somebody says to you, as a person, does that hurt you in some type of way, or does that affect your mental health? Mm, words cut. Yeah, uh, yeah. I say yeah. Words cut more than a sharpest knife. You know, something that you say can actually hit somebody way harder than. So be cautious what you say. Your mind used to say, "If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all." Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to speak on shit, though. Sometimes you have to. But don't do it reckless. Your words do hurt, though. I, I, I could say they do. People be trying to act like they don't. Like they're saying, when I was little, they talking about sticks and stones may break my butt. Like, yeah. hell no. Hell to the no. Word, words do hurt because if if you really, <laughs> nah, for real, though. But if you, if you let somebody in close enough to you, and once you feel betrayed and they start really getting under your skin and saying certain stuff, mm-hmm. they, it, it hurts and it kind of damages you in a way. But it's up to you to use that and see how you're going to, how you can uplift yourself. But, yeah, where, where do you hurt, though? Especially if you're really open with somebody. Yeah, they do hurt. Nobody so saying one way. Up. What's up? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm about to say the one way uh, words can't hurt is if you already accepted that flaw about yourself. See, you, you may say you know anything about that person, but 
if you accept that, if you accept your mistakes and your flaws, can't nothing, nobody say hurt you, to be honest. Because you already know, you know, what's wrong with you, what you got to work on. And they just tell you shit that you already know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you guys, well, separately, well, let me ask the guys first. Have the deepest word that hurted you the most came from a woman or a male? Woman. Yeah, a woman. A woman, okay. Yes. Um. Ooh, honestly, it kind of depends because the men in my family they have said some shit to me that personally I can't get over. But mm-hmm. in the relationship aspect, of course, females have said a few things that I do be sitting there like, "Oh, you feel that? You feel like that bit? Okay, I'm gonna take heed to that and I'm gonna run with it." Because at that point, if that's exactly how you feel. I'm going to do you exactly how you feel like I'm doing you. Like, okay, cool. We finna be dry after this. That's the, If somebody tells me something like that hurts my feelings, then it's like, okay, cool. I'm just not going to... If I do talk to you, I'm not going to just be answering your phone calls. I'm not going to be texting you like that. I'm going to have a dry-ass conversation with you. Especially if I talk to you about what you said and how, what you did that made me feel some type of way. And you don't change nothing about it. So, yeah, I'm going to just be dry with you about that. Okay. Say what? I about to say, shoot, as me being a male, you know, I know we ain't supposed to be petty. But my mama the queen of petty, and I'm the prince. So, I be telling them. I be telling them, you know, whatever you say, stand on that. And don't try to come back. And when they try to come back, nah, remember what you said? Oh, it's been a year? You thought I forgot? Nah, I ain't forget. Stand on that energy that you gave to me. Exactly. Now that I give the same energy, you don't like it. Yeah, I definitely That's I awesome. agree with the petty part. I definitely was queen petty in high school. I have turned over a new leaf and evolved, but I'm still petty because I don't care and I ain't got no sense. So yeah, I'm petty. You know, I don't care. I'm, a I'm trying not step. to be you. Know, That's toxic. That's toxic to be petty. You yeah. be a bigger person. I, said, I, t- I turned hey, over hey, a new look. leaf. Hey, I'm y'all talking about pity. Like I'm, I'm the king of that for real. Cause nah, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, but I be trying. Like I be trying. See, I'm, I'm the oldest. It's five of us, so I'm the oldest of four siblings. So it's like, oh yeah, you was petty your whole life. Yeah, like I gotta be petty. Cause like, bro, like I'm finna get up under your skin. I'm finna figure somebody to get up under your skin. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, can't do nothing. Yeah, but. Yeah, my mom used to get on me all the time to my what you being pity for. I'm like, Mom, look here. Like, come on now. You pity too. How you gonna tell me about being pity and you pity too? Yep. You are mm-hmm. your you are what you learn. You know what I'm saying? When parents be like, Why you like this? I mean It's cause of you. They look in the mirror. I am my parents' child. So nah, I was telling my mom, Mom, you toxic. She was like, I ain't trying to hear that, Mama, you toxic. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. You learn with you. I'm telling you, we pick up on stuff and we, but it become us. That's why it's important to break that pattern of whatever you're doing that's toxic or that's bad. You definitely pass it on. Now, the last question. I know the last, the last question supposed to be the last question. But on a scale of one to ten, where is you guys' mental health and what will make it better? Mine is like at an eight. What can make mine Shit, better? I- is stop. I can stop overthinking things. I tend to overanalyze things. Not uh, right. let's go to yes. Right now, my mental health is at a six out of ten. 
based on the workload I have right now, honestly, once once everything is done, once this internship and these classes are over this semester, I think it'll definitely be a lot better based on me being able to have time to do the things that I enjoy that makes me feel better. Okay, done. Uh, shoot, I said a solid seven. Uh, really, if I just learn how to forgive and forget, I'll be Gucci. Oh, Try to let down that wall and that barrier. Uh, mm-hmm. Be curving, you know, you be seeing the people. Be curving the hell out of people, but I'm going to stop that pretty soon. All right. Hey, y'all. I'm on my last leg. I'm on like a two out of nine. I'm just playing. Let me start. We get <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> nah, I'm good. Don't call my phone, man. I'm blowing you. <laughs> hey, look, I'll bite you with that. Hey, uh, you all right? You want to talk about it? Nah, you yeah, good. you want to talk but, about um, it? Hey, what? Me, I want to say I'm probably at like a, let's see, probably a seven and a half. I, I say that because I know what I need to do, but I have yet to take the necessary steps to put myself on track to yeah. not be able to, uh, you know, I get the sense that you're a procrastinator. Like even from being with yeah. the person, I feel like you procrastinate things. Yeah, and I, I I overthink a lot. Like like to be honest, I don't really trust shit. Like, and I'm I'm gonna be like, I could get in some deep water, and they tomorrow put a life jacket on. I'm not putting it on. Like I need something else. Like I need something that's gonna work. Like <laughs> I overanalyze stuff, I overthink a lot, but I know the steps I have to take to not be like that. I just haven't been doing, I haven't taken the, you know, the action or really just sat down to do that, but I know once I do that, I'll, I'll be good. Okay, okay, well, I want to thank you guys for being a part of this podcast. I hope you guys found this podcast therapeutic. I hope you enjoyed the questions. I feel like we could really help a lot of people. Thank you guys for your courage to tell your stories. Um, and for just taking time out your day, I know it's a school night, for all three of us. What is school? You know. East Quayla, East Quayla, man. <laughs> but, you know, I want to thank you guys. I feel like you guys, y'all are going to definitely be a part of the podcast. I think I'm going to make y'all like panel members, meaning like y'all be on the podcast every time and we have special guests. Um, But, yeah, I want to thank you guys for being so, like, excited to do the podcast. I feel like this is a topic that we have to talk about. Um. And yeah, man, if you guys need to talk or anybody out there needs to talk, man, hit my line. Jackenzie got my number. Any everybody on here got my number. Um, Dunn already know what it is. We talk every day almost. So um, yes, guys, for this website is not the answer. Um, please seek help. Please talk to a family member. If you need a hug, just hit me up. I'll come give you a hug. Um <laughs> if you need to talk, man, please hit me up. Um it's I don't tell nobody business done, no. Um. So, yes, man. Once again, thank y'all for being part of the podcast. Anything y'all want to say before we depart? Um, uh, not really. I'm about to say thank y'all for listening. Um, may yeah. y'all have a blessed week. May everybody stay safe, family stay safe. Um, you know, may God appreciate be with you, man. Everything else, you know, much love. Much love. Appreciate it. Likewise, man. for real. Man, man, man. man. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Black Kids Thoughts Podcast, and we out. Bye. Bye. Bye.